Everyone, welcome to the Self-Esteem Party Podcast. I'm your host, Alana Johnston, and with me, as always, in a ray of sunshine, is producer-slash-husband-slash-roommate, Norm Sousa. Norm, how you doing this morning? What kind of mood are we in? Well, first of all, I just woke up, and I'm sitting in front of a window. (laughs) That's why you got the ray of light on you. Yeah. Um, No, things are doing pretty good. Uh, Well, wait, that's not true. (laughs) Yeah, things are f- just fine. Yeah, just fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what makes them not great? Um I don't know what makes them not great. I can't really say I can't really pinpoint cuz a lot of great cool stuff is we've been like you know, uh we're kind of setting up a little bit. You're well, we're in your new studio. Oh my god, the studio is electric. You guys got to see this setup. <laughs> We've got a coffee table, tiny desk. Telling people on a podcast, you gotta see this. <laughs> you got we might post photos um if we get enough demand. Please it. tweet at self esteem party. Hashtag release the studio Let's photos. See the studio. It's actually not <laughs> set up fully yet, but there is a coffee table in this room. Now. I'm waiting to get a cork board. It's coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're set up. Already, I also have a special Arabic dirty dancing poster coming. Already doesn't sound that impressive at all. <laughs> Wait, wait do you guys see this oh, corporate? This room's amazing. We're going to get so we... many ideas on there. Yeah, just wait till we get a stack of post-it notes on We're the wall. We're going to have to-do list after to-do list. Norm, if you had to put a number on this um, just okay feeling, what would it be? Well, it's really weird because, you know, I don't... So there's been a bunch of good and bad stuff, but not like the bad stuff I don't care about. Like, obviously, like, uh, sports wise, like you know, we watched the Leafs get eliminated. That was sucks. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it's pretty par for the course. That really dragged me down as a woman. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we got like our, you know, we got our patio furniture, and we have a barbecue now. And- you guys gotta see this grill. Let me tell. <laughs> we haven't used it yet, but yeah. let me tell you, this thing is literally on fire. We're uh, we're gonna be eating some corkboard steaks. <laughs> Hey guys, it's on the way, and yeah, it's white linen. Mm, these thumbtacks, <laughs> really good. Uh, I'll have yeah. another stack of post-it notes. Thank you very much. Here's the thing: I wasn't really Yum. affected by the Maple Leafs getting eliminated from the playoffs, so maybe I'm feeling a bit better than you. I've got yeah. the big show this week. You got the big show on Thursday. Yeah, we had some pals over. We had Steph Tolov over uh, for. Have you had her on the podcast? Of course. That's right. I took a COVID test that morning because I was like, I'm going to give everyone COVID. And of course, as always, it came back negative. (laughs) Every time I get, if my throat hurts or I have one cough, I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, great. I've infected all of LA. It's like, I got to chill out. Yeah, because you have to also realize that all of LA has been infected twice already. Yeah, I I really got to chill out. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't uh, wouldn't lose your cork board over that. Okay, Norm, nothing's getting rid of the cork board. You're being insane. Uh, But yeah. You're unhinged. (laughs) <laughs> uh, things are all right, though. You know, I can't. I can't really complain. I just uh, maybe it's just because I'm. I'm like uh, um, groggy this morning. Well, mm-hmm. not even groggy, but I feel you okay. know what it feels like. It feels like nothing too wild is popping off. Yeah, because even That's when true. we were in the height of really bad negative things happening, mm-hmm. it was big things popping off, which brought big emotion with it, even though it wasn't good. But still, yeah. So when things are kind of trucking along 
uh, mundane, whatever. It's like, it's not, it's not bad, but it's not necessarily great. Cause you're just like, I don't know. I guess it's fine. No, I think in times like this, I really need to like schedule and like, um, like you know map out what my day like i need stuff to structure do. structure yeah i so many people talk about this on the podcast yeah. and that's why so many people's self-esteem are affected by work which right. I, we actually covered today in this episode you a lot of structure right yeah Already. yeah it really does and if you don't have any structure it's good to like figure out okay well how am i spending my week here you know it helps with that a cork board okay um, what more do you want uh but yeah, I think I'm waking up sometimes and I'm like just laying there because I'm like, well, what do I really have to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, I have some things that I need to like figure out for the future, but I can just do that in the afternoon. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it's getting hot outside. I, oh like, my God, can I get a mist on me? <laughs> <laughs> that's what we need for the studio. A I'm mister. exasperated over here. We need an amusement park <laughs> mister when you first come in. Well, Norm, what do you think? Should we get to it? I think we should, yeah. I mean, we just chatted. That's the whole thing, right? That's the whole thing is we just just check in, we chat. chat, I'm doing okay. I had a, this is a fun episode. As always, fun. Last week. No, that's coming out this week. Oh, okay. We didn't record it because I had the Casey episode. Right, right, right. So then now we're releasing ours. Well, then that's coming up on the Patreon. That's right. So check that out uh, this Thursday. We'll have the monthly check in where you and I really get into why things are just okay. And, rem- and I didn't even check in. So it's like, who knows what my self-esteem is? You'll have to subscribe to see. Let's dig in to find out why things are average. <laughs> okay, you guys. <laughs> Truly, who cares about that? Please help me welcome my guest, Aurora Brown, right after this break. Hey, everybody. I'm here to talk to you about Ana Luisa Jewelry. We're currently doing a promo with them. Buy one, get one, 40% off sale shop.analuisa.com slash self-esteem. That's S-H-O-P dot A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A dot com slash self-esteem. This jewelry is super cute. I have a couple necklaces and bracelets uh, that come in many different sizes, which makes it really great to kind of customize to what you're looking for. They've got jewelry starting at $39. It's the perfect gift. I cannot recommend it more, you guys. Super cute, super affordable. Go check it out. That shop com slash self-esteem. You guys are going to want to get on this sale while it lasts. I'm telling you, take it from me, the queen of self-esteem. It's a self-esteem party. It's a self-esteem party. Aurora, welcome to the Self-Esteem Party Podcast. <laughs> this is exciting. I'm so excited to see you. I haven't seen you for real in so long because you're all the way in Canada for real, for real so long. I know. It's been so long. Hang on. I'm going to hide myself view so I just look at you. So I'm just looking straight at you. Ooh, girl, not me with this beautiful blue wall. You better believe I'm all over the screen. If anything, I edited you out of here. I'm going, I don't have time for her. Look at this gorgeous light. You do have a real, I can't remember, there's a name for some, for the 80s kind of style and I can't remember what it's called, but with the, with the, the slats behind you and just the sunlight, oh, yeah. it's very, um, very 80s and kind of retro and thank you i'm trying to do like school portraits oh and this is the (laughs) this is the pull down background it was either this or beautiful stars in a gray just gorgeous aurora what is going on wait can we start with the check-in yeah you you listen you know what's up self-esteem party check-in scale of one to ten how you feeling about yourself 
Wow, huge sigh. A huge sigh. That's a real, that's a tough, I would say, let's say if I were to give myself a number. Yes. I would give myself about a, it vacillates. See, this is the problem. I knew that this would be the yep. problem the moment I said yes to this podcast because <laughs> I'm one of these people who has like varying states of being. And even it, I think I'm okay. Today is my day off from the show that I'm doing. I'm extremely yes. tired, but I did get the opportunity to do kind of nothing. And Sebastian and I just went and got an ice cream from McDonald's. So Ooh. I'm feeling good, I guess. Good. But just kind yeah? of tired. Yeah. Okay. So a good, I would say, is between a six and a seven. Because a five is the neutral where you're like, nothing's too good, nothing's too bad. Then so I would, that, that to me is the neutral. I would say then the six or seven. I would say more around the seven. Seven is what popped into my head and then I was too, too insecure to say it. Oh my God. <laughs> why? Hey, listen, Aurora, I've been cruising. Yeah. I've had... Like, this will come out a week from now, uh-huh. but I am currently at the moment feeling pretty good. Good. And I was clocking in at like an eight. So That's it's like, good. who knows by the time this comes out, anything can happen, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, how do you, how have you been cruising at an eight and what does that feel like? You know what? Um, I talked about this a bit in the intro, but I did a, uh, a friend's Netflix is a joke show, Beth Stellings. And uh, it was at a big venue at the Masonic Temple, historic venue at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. A 250-seat crowd, crazy, beautiful venue, gorgeous. And um, it, it, it just went so well in mm-hmm. the sense that I had so much fun. Because mm-hmm. I couldn't hear the crowd laughing. Like, I know I did well because I was told I did well. Right. Right? Um, but... They had um, the speakers like facing me, the set that faces you, so I could only hear me. And I was like, well, this is nauseating. (laughs) But it's like apparently people were laughing, but I couldn't hear them. And it was really freeing because I had such a good time. I was like, I know it was true joy because it was only with myself because I couldn't hear them. Interesting. That's do you know what, do you know what I'm saying? Where yeah. it's like it, yeah. I wasn't feeding off of them. Like there was an energy in the room, but it was like it was just me. And I was like, "Well, okay, Elena, you're in it now. Yeah, just go. Yeah, yeah, yeah." I mean, that's a whole like just mentioning work. Like you know, the self esteem that is attached around work is such a thing. Yes. And, uh, oh I'm, my god, I'm doing a play yes. right now, and it's it's a play that you can find as a comedy or you can find it fairly horrific and um <laughs> <laughs> and it's quite freeing. okay it's uh awesome it's about the cold war my character goes through some uh unofficial illegal cia experiments it's awesome um Ooh. yeah um but it's it's interesting because it doesn't the the nature of the show it's at this theater called video cabaret which has these very stylized shows and the shows go like gangbusters, like you have sometimes eight to 15 characters that you're playing and the scenes are short and you're just running backstage the whole time to like change your costumes. Da, da, da. Oh my so God. So in a way, it doesn't matter what the audience does because the show is the same no matter what. Um, and in a way, it's freeing. Like we were saying, like the, the audience we had yesterday was quiet but really there when they were laughing Mm -hmm. at stuff and you even heard some people like saying a few things in the audience and what a different 
feeling because if it was, if that audience had been a comedy show audience, we would have all needed to take acid baths to wash the stink and shame off us, right? Like, you know, that. I'm learning the concept of people listening <laughs> in a crowd. Yes. I'm I'm learning. This is new to me. News to me, you guys. Uh, apparently, when people um, are quiet in crowds, sometimes they're actually just listening that and enjoying. True. And when you laugh, we all know this. As much as I love laughter and I live for it, you do miss the beginning of the next thing that's said unless the performer pauses. That's true. That's you, true. You know what I mean? You you are going to miss it. So I am very high energy and I know on stage as you've witnessed I I can talk very fast Mm -hmm. sometimes when I'm caught up in the moment (laughs) I can talk fast (laughs) so someone is gonna miss it and sometimes when a crowd is quieter I'll think I'm bombing and then our my director Beth has pointed out she's like people were just listening to the story you weren't giving them a second to breathe and Mm. I was like oh that's a that is a bit on me yeah I can see that yeah but it, but yeah. It, but it's it's the feeling inside you, inside one when one does not get the laughs one hoped for at a comedy show yeah. is that's a hard one to get over because like you know oh it's a nightmare it's a night it's a literal nightmare. <laughs> um, and- you have failed as a person. You can't blame anyone or anything but you. You can't blame anything. You're just like I came out under my name mm-hmm. and announced I was doing this thing and I did it and no one liked it so everyone hates me. Oh God, <laughs> it's just it. the worst. See, this is what I'm talking about: the roller coaster of esteem and self-esteem that happens. I think when you're a performer. Um, I, I, of course, listened to my husband's uh, yes. uh, podcast uh, episode with you. And he was like, I'm just Chris cruising Siddiqui. like an eight or nine. And I was like, wow, man, you're amazing. Like, that he's just <laughs> just at a constant okay. good level. I was like, this is why I married you. So somebody in the house would have like a good constant of. You know, he was doing it when Chris had done um, one of Sonar's um, earlier uh, YouTube live shows yeah. and I had Chris on to play the truth or truth game mm-hmm. where we ask each other like truth or dare but without the dare because it was over Zoom mm-hmm. so we just did truth it was yes. much easier and I did check in on people's self-esteem levels then also came in sky high this is months apart yeah. during a pandemic yeah. still came in still came in great attitude very positive and I was like wow you are just I get that there's down moments but like you are pretty unshakable he, he is pretty positive yeah yeah, he's he's a positive guy generally, which is great. Yeah, you know he's um, he's a very uh, he's a very appreciative, celebratory, um, shake it off kind of person, and mm-hmm. I find it very inspiring because left to my own devices, that's not the kind of I do no, that's not true. I do celebrate people for sure. I'm the yes. kind of like when I'm drunk. Or hi, like, I'm like, I love you so much. You know, I'm sending texts going, <laughs> just picturing us all as dragons and flying through the, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Um, but he can maintain that uh, at a pretty constant level. And it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, I I'm it. into it. Yeah, I envy it sometimes. You know, I'm not always I that do way. too. You know, Aurora, you and I are a lot alike. And I will never forget when I had first kind of come onto the Toronto scene and we were doing a show at 
um, I want to say ghost jail at Tim Sims. That's probably what it was. Because I was going to say I'm, Tim I'm Sims. almost yeah. positive. Yeah. I'm almost positive it was ghost jail. So this is way early on. Oh, yeah. And uh, I will never forget I had asked you advice. I was like, how do you make it work in this business? And you went, you need a good therapist. <laughs> <laughs> did you get and one? I have been... I did. And I have been dying to say this back to you for years because I'm like, it really was the best advice that you could give. I was like 22 or something. Like it was the best advice you could have given me was to get a good therapist. Oh my the God. best advice. I'm so glad it was good advice. Oh my God. It was good advice. I really do. good. And impo- for any age. Yeah. For any age. I think so too. And I think, I mean... Uh, I do think that the the frisson of comedy is people who have enough self-esteem that they can get on stage and say, yeah, you should spend the moments of your life concentrating on what I want to tell you about and yet have the low self-esteem that they're looking at their own flaws and aware of them and aware mm-hmm. of their own silliness and, and all that kind of stuff. And it, it's it's very handy to have a good therapist to work all that out. I do have a good therapist and I'm even trying to remember if I had him at that time. And I think I did. Um, wow. Really yeah. still together. Yeah. Although I did take long breaks because, um, I, I felt really good for a while. Um, <laughs> then, I went, then I went back. Um, but yeah, it, he's been a really great thing. I would say, uh, I have a small, uh, his name is Louis. And I have a small Louis inside my head a little bit now. And he um, he has, he has mostly listens, but he's also said from time to time some really short, pithy, memorable things that have helped me through things. Like, um, let's see, what is, what is it? Whenever there's like a gnarly moment, like... Uh, like, ooh, this is an uh, old issue coming up or oh, this yeah. is a conflict or a challenge or something. He's like, this is a very hopeful moment. He's, he's from Quebec. And I'm like, hopeful? I remember the first time I had to get him to explain. He said, this is a hopeful moment because right now you're not just going along in your life. This is one of those moments where everything is stirred up and an old pattern is at hand. And basically, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but basically a moment where you can perhaps change your script or try something new in these old moments and that something new might come out of it and so little things like that made me think of like it's like when you're playing a video game you're like there's so many enemies and it's like this is the game giving you a whole bunch of resources you're going to loot from their bodies afterwards I try to think of of challenging moments like that and so that helps me get through stuff you know I mean, it's like a, it's a learning opportunity because you can talk about a problem after the fact, but then you don't always get the chance to put the conversation into practice for the next time. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I think I completely understand what he's saying. I, I, my therapist is kind of newer, just like the last couple months we're getting on very well, but she is, you know, for a a therapist, we're talking years. Usually these relationships can go if all goes well, Yeah. but I definitely like her because she's very casual and she she doesn't always side with me on everything. Like she'll point stuff out, but uh-huh. she's always like, "Well, that doesn't sound fair." And I'm like, "Oh my god, you're right." <laughs> like she's not like, "So how do you feel about that?" She's like, "Wait a minute, what?" Like she really calls things out, yeah. and I'm like, "I sometimes I don't uh hear, and I'm sure you have this too. You don't hear the um 
injustice of something that you're saying where like like with your family or something like mm-hmm. that like my family's really big on like no don't come visit don't come visit and she's like well that's not fair you can go visit whenever you want and i'm like mm-hmm. oh yeah mm-hmm. i can no one can stop me <laughs> they just won't want me there and they'll make that very clear the second i land oh, <laughs> as clear <boy>. as possible <laughs> What a hopeful moment that is. What a hopeful it? moment for me to get on that plane and be asked to leave the oh. second I get there. Oh my God. Oh my God. How many people, uh, I'm, you know, like how would, how many would you say that you've talked about this subject and like, you know, as soon as self-esteem comes up, like family starts like pulsing in the corner of their minds. Like it's, you know, Aurora, I got to say this. It's very interesting because you, something to speak to that you had said earlier about um, self-esteem affected by crowds mm-hmm. and how they receive what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So during the pandemic, people's biggest low was because they did, uh, I'm sorry, people's biggest low in our industry was because they didn't have that reaction or that feedback or instant gratification anymore, right? Mm-hmm. But we were all really missing our families, right? Now that theater and live shows are back and that's all back and we're getting that again now I'm hearing more of the family stuff because now we've all seen our families and we've had the gratitude and the like oh my god I love you I'll never take this for granted again we've settled back in exactly so I even had like a patron member that I I do these like um monthly calls with a certain tier of the Patreon oh. and they're so much fun. Oh my god, cuz you just get to know I mean everybody's so different and yeah. you're just like who are you and what are you all about? So one of them was going to see her family um afterwards and it's just a whole plethora of issues and I which I completely related to and I'm like, "Yeah, I get it." And it doesn't mean I don't love them, but you're just like there's just some things that you're like, I guess in these hopeful opportunities Sometimes with family, I find that they're the hardest ones to change because it's been going since childhood. Like if you were dating someone or married to someone, that's been a shorter amount of time in your life. There's still hope to make an impression and to change. But some things when it's been since the dawn of time, of your time, how do do you flip the switch on that? How do you have the hopeful moment out of that? That is the very tough thing because sometimes the hope is, you know, I mean, you're always kind of hoping maybe this time they'll say the say that they liked me the best out of the sh- the lineup yeah. you know they'll say the yeah. thing I want them to say they'll be the way they are and I would say you know if that's not already there uh, chances feel low sometimes that they'll actually that they'll that the person you want to say the thing will actually say the thing in that way but yes. you could also be hopeful that you will be different I guess that you will approach it differently either you'll feel different or you'll try to act a different way because there's always that way that you know like you're always the same with a family member you know like you fall into exactly exactly like and and you fall back into it so quickly yeah and I think so that's probably the more achievable hope because that's something that we have um control over and then there's I guess there's yeah just hope that you can see things differently um I have spoken about this in a couple of places before, but I'll share again, or I'll share my strategy for dealing with the present moment when it's very irritating. And it started with my dad. And this was, so I think would say this was like seven or eight years ago, I started doing this. He he would come over and I had this thing, you know, I'd go to visit my parents, love them, want to be there. And then like, just felt hopeless by the end of it. Like just by the end of each visit, you know, like, <laughs> I'd like to slap my own face and I guess I'll never be okay. I guess like nothing will ever be okay. 
Um, yes. But, Sounds and, like a beautiful lunch to me. A Go beautiful on. lunch. Um, <laughs> and so he, he would come over and he would say things that really pressed my buttons. And I started imagining, um, and this is going to sound weird and a little sadistic, but it, it actually is very loving. I would imagine, okay, Aurora, this moment right now that you're getting with your dad is actually a holodeck type presentation for those who are Star Trek kind of fans. <laughs> Somewhere your actual real self is years in the future and your dad is long, you know, my dad is long gone and I've just been given, a, I just got randomly a day and this is the day and I get to see him again for a day. And that kind of I guess it's like putting pandemic into like a tiny little droplet because it makes me think it transforms the things that are you know frustrating about him into just like oh there he is kind of thing and it instantly would help me kind of relax and just like take him in it's so beautiful it's 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 a pretty morbid way you know um I can I guess I can sum it up in like we're all gonna die someday so we better appreciate now I kind of think it's like it's like I can't I'm not I'm an atheist I'm not gonna be comforted by visions of the Lord or anything like that yeah um but I am comforted by knowing that the transitory nature of life is what gives its it it's sweet um pang of presentness and that you have to appreciate it and i guess so that's a way of finding gratitude i guess that's what people call it but without having like a live laugh love poster on my wall that's that's well, how i do it for, we're all gonna all, die so enjoy it i guess is what i would have instead then guess what we're gonna get that made for you okay. the podcast <laughs> is gonna get that sign we're gonna get up on that wall that is behind you right now aurora i couldn't be happier to be telling you this now uh <laughs> Now, now, I have a question, though. I have another question. I know it feels in a little way like I'm interviewing you, but um, Ooh. I I was thinking about this whole thing, and I was thinking that I I have this, not a problem, but it's like I have this, like, stop that happens at the word self-esteem, kind of like I used to when people were like, you got to love yourself before you can love someone else. And I was like, what the fuck does that even mean? You know, like, oh, I, yeah. I don't get it. Like, I can understand having faith in my abilities, I can see that, you know, I can understand that, but I'm not, or, or, um, you know, enjoying my own company or being okay, being alone, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. But just the thing, self-esteem, it's like, I, I don't even quite grasp in a way what it means or like just think of, just thinking of, I feel great about myself, just blank, you know, just as a blanket statement. That kind of stuff doesn't okay. work. I can be specific about it, but t- but when you say that, what do you mean? And then maybe that'll help me. Okay. Yeah. I am so glad you asked this question. <laughs> Let's clear it up once and for all. Okay. And I can't believe nobody else. I can't believe nobody else has. Oh. I like like when I ask the check in. Yeah. I like to see how people quantify self esteem. So sometimes somebody's saying it because external factors are going well in their life. Uh, right. I got a job or this or that. Right. Other people are saying it because they're like self acceptance, radical self acceptance, and self love has been happening. So that's where they're coming from. Other people, it's because they got gratification from somebody else. That's where their self esteem is coming from. To me it's as simple as this if I were to ask you hey do you like me as your friend do you like me as a friend yes great so when I say what's your self-esteem I'm just saying do you like you oh as, do okay. you like you that's how I look at it because right. I'm like that is all encompassing I can't always explain why I like a friend but I just know I like my friend yeah I'm like I like him He's a cool guy, or I I think they're great, whatever, right? right? So it's like, when I say self-esteem, it's like, I don't 
just because something's bad is happening in my life. Like the last couple months have been really tough. There's been hard things happening. And of course, everybody has now in these last couple of years has similar stories of terrible things happening and feelings and stuff. But just because that's going on doesn't mean I have to drag myself. I can still like my friends, even though these bad things are happening in my life. So why can't I like me too? Right. And the times that I've let down my friends, I don't like myself because I'm like, I really like this person. I let them down. So when I let myself down and let myself get defeated by things, then I don't like myself. So that's how I look at it. I don't know if that's confusing or not, but that's my logic. Well, you're making me a little verklempt. I'd never heard it put quite that way. And I was like, oh, okay, that's a... That's a good way to put it. Okay, let me take a breath for a second and also just let the cat out of the room because he's scratching at the door. Take a breath. I'm going to have a sip of some Coke Zero. Have a sip of some Coke Zero. (laughs) (laughs) And listen, we're not sponsored by Coke Zero, but for those of you out there, please try the stuff. It's absolutely delicious. I think you're going to like it. And Aurora is back. I was promoting Coke Zero, uh, not sponsored. I was just saying, if you just, haven't had the stuff, have it. Just a spontaneous, you know. I put an ice cube in it, and you'll appreciate this. My Toronto Raptors glass with my name. Oh How about my that? god, that is amazing! Isn't that so fun? Did there they go. did they sell them with the names, or did you just did you get it made? It was um, a friend gave it to Norm and I each our, uh, a glass for um, a wedding gift, which was so nice. And we didn't have a wedding. So it was very nice. Yeah, it was kind of a random gift. They didn't, um, when they had it shipped to us, they didn't have a card or anything. So it really took a while to figure it out. And then, you know, you have to like eventually ask people being like, did you send me this? And they're like, no. And I feel really bad now. And you're like, okay, well, that's not (laughs) what I was trying to do. (laughs) But, but also send me a gift. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm kind I'm halfway there. You know, Sadiq's and I have not had a wedding either. We're not really official, but that's, I mean, we were, it was going to, 2020 was going to be the year. And then, you know, obviously things got put off. We, we eloped in Vegas. It was a total blast. And, you know, I have to be honest with you. If I wasn't living in another country, I don't know maybe if I would have done it because there's also a paperwork thing or if I would have done it as soon because there's also a paperwork thing where it's like, oh, did we want to do a spousal visa thing is, or wait for the green card? And it's like, oh, no, our green card's totally lined up to just wait. And then I became a citizen. So it didn't even matter. Oh. But there was a second there where I was like, oh, does this make more sense just in terms of like applications of green cards uh, or like renewals and stuff? And I'm like, no, it actually didn't. So huh. I guess we just did it for the outfits. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, costumes, the, the costumes, the costumes, the cosplay, the, the, the husband and wife cosplay. Um, I didn't even wear a dress and it felt like that. I I do have a wedding outfit planned, um, but I think it can will be a jumpsuit. Tell, I think it will be a jumpsuit can you tell with, a me? Cape, with a cape, like a, a jumpsuit with a cape over it, I think is the, the bare bones of it. But like, I wore a jumpsuit, a deep V. I wore DP. a plunge jumpsuit. Yes. I tried it on. Store on Queen Street. First thing I tried on, fit like a glove. Boom, bought it. Hundred fifty bucks. See at the altar. That's kind of what I want. But then Simple. I want like for the for the entrance. I think I'd want the something. cape's going to be harder. I think yeah. you might have to go to the fabric district, pick it out, and get a custom made. I especially because you're taller. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to, and the jumpsuit too, right? Because you're taller. Like there's a world too where you also get that 
custom made. It's not crazy if you're doing just a, a simple one piece type thing. It's not as crazy. Yeah, I think, think I would. It. I think I would want to get it custom made because I kind of want like a, there's a few design elements. Like I don't necessarily want shoulders like Cersei when she got all like her short hair wore on. And, and okay, but yeah. some but some kind of capped sleeve kind of thing. I like to do some, but you know it's it'll be a big. I think the. Uh, I think what we would like though is to wait until we can really have a big party, like where nobody has to worry about it, because that's kind of the big, you know. Point oh, of my cousin thing. just had a wedding, and it's be officially a super spreader. Twenty percent oh, of the no. people caught COVID. Yeah, oh, super spreader. Geez. What are you gonna do? Oh, hang on. So while we're talking about these other things, hi, Chris Siddiqui. <gasps> Tell him I say hi. Your headphones are in. He can't hear me. He can't hear you. She's saying hi. Hi, AJ. Oh wow, so soft. <laughs> he just got up from a nap. So Oh, that's why more. soothing, oh, yeah. soothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Getting him nice and hot off the press. I love it. Now, I think I've probably sidestepped a few questions that you had. Um, just by talking about weddings and stuff like that. So I feel like I... We talked about to- weddings. We talked about the the profound thing we left off on was my definition of self-esteem. So now it only seems fair I turn it back on to you because you'd said a couple things, but what is your... When I asked you the question and you gave me the answer of how you felt when we said, is it around a six or seven, whatever, and I quantified five as neutral... What was going through your head when you were like, I knew this was going to come? Like, what was going through your head in the measurement that you were trying to make of what it means? Well, I was thinking about, in general, like these days, my base level, Mm -hmm. I would say is solid. It's good. You know, like, um, and then uh, how tired am I and how many things have I gotten done today? You know, like... Those. Oh my God. Accomplishment is huge for me yeah. in terms of feeling good or not. Yeah. Cause it's, are you useful or not? It, yeah. And I'm yeah. a, I'm a combo always of wanting lots of stuff, like planning lots of things and profoundly lazy. And so okay. the number of things that I do, <laughs> well, get at least done, you're aware. At least I'm you're aware. aware. <laughs> um, I do get things done. You know, I work hard, but I'm not a disciplined person. Um, mm-hmm. And, I think that there's lots of times that I uh, will rack up a real long list of I could do this and this and this and this and this and um, then think that all, all that is going to happen and then do none of it or start things and don't finish them. And so those are always, you know, I would have liked to have either had a really profound nap today or do a ton of stuff, not just kind of lay around and yeah. let myself rest. And nothing. Those, yeah, nothing. Um, so there's, so there's that. And, um, it just, okay, wait, can I, can I interject for a second on that though? So there's one way to look at that as, oh, I didn't really get anything done today, but the fact that you didn't do anything and you're so tired, the other side is that that's an act of self care, Yeah, which means you must love yourself. If you bother to care for yourself, you must. I know. See, this is the thing, right? It's so hard. Yeah. And and I always, like, I'm aware of, like, oh, you know, this and this and this wound from childhood kind of thing. But it's like, yeah. but I'm, I I know that, like, we show love to our son. You know, I um, uh, love hugging. And, like, there, there's a certain amount of self-esteem and, and affection that I must have because I do get on stage. I do have the confidence 
sometimes, you know, um, to, to say things to people. And then there are other times where I really don't, but there must be a good, pretty good base level of it. And I will say that like, I would say since like, like August, like, you know, like all, all fall into winter, I've had a, well, not, I, I did have a bit of a slump in the, in the fall, but like the last few months I have had a real, um, more bolstered kind of feeling of self-esteem and as, as Chris reported in detail, um, we've been really happy and, um, Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> that always, that always helps like enormously. Like there's nothing worse than when you're just like, Oh God, like we've had it, you know, you know, because the pandemic was a gnarly time. Like you're just like in with your people. Um, oh, truly terrible. Yeah. An absolute yeah. nightmare. And really then, was. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, apparently divorces skyrocketed in China after the first lockdown, all that kind of stuff. So you really are forced to kind of get in there. And when you're having the downtimes, that's no fun. But then when you're kind of having a really sustained period of, or when I am, I, I should, I should make these I statements of honesty and care and feeling cared for and enjoying the practice of doing the loving thing for the other person. And, you know, when things have been really thoroughly um, communicated, like there's nothing that makes me feel better than honesty, I would say. Yeah. Like really radical yeah. honesty in a relationship. You know, when you've broken up with somebody and you have that talk after you've broken up. Yeah. And there's yeah. also like should we get back together? Like what, you know, you're like, Oh, wait a minute. What was that moment? You know, like, cause you have this moment of radical honesty when you're breaking up with the person. And I would say that the difference between a reg, like any other relationship in marriage is that you don't break up. You just keep going yes, and you have exactly. those things, those moments. And we, you know, we did. And we've had these really like radically honest kind of times through the, through the pandemic. And it feels really good. It feels I feel really fortunate that like whatever other um, aspects of life are shaky or scary, you know, I, I am pretty fortunate that like our home is a very loving, happy place. We're very yeah. cuddly. We have this 11 year old boy who is so sweet and still wants to hold my hand and like some, you know, likes to snuggle and we have a little snuggly cat who's an old man, but he loves to like jump up. And Chris and I are so snuggly. Like I'm, I feel really lucky that way because I have like this kind of constant flow of endorphins. You know, when your body is happy, you're happy. You know, uh, life's too short to not come the day away. And I'm going to say this, and I know you're talking about all kinds of happiness, but I'm just going to say this. The pandemic made everything stale and trapped and terrible. Mm -hmm. And I feel like for those of us that were lucky to have connection and someone in the house and whatever, I, I had to work my ass off to make sure things stayed great. Mm -hmm. and, and ebb and flow, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. of course, but I was like, okay, well... I know what it looks like without, because I've talked to people that didn't have somebody and that sounded like a nightmare. Mm -hmm. But then I also know what it looks like having somebody here and I could easily make this into a nightmare. Mm -hmm. Easily. You're on top of each other. You're oh all, you know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. like you're up each other's butts. Easily this could be just a bad thing. And in the conversation I had with Chris and now I'm having with you, um, honesty. 
yeah. also came up and it, we were just saying, I'm too old to hide things. I'm too old <laughs> to like, not just say the truth and then move on with my life so that things can be the way I want them to be or a compromised version or maybe a better version. I hadn't quite seen myself. However, the conversation goes, I don't yeah. know. Right. Per yeah. topic. And, and if you didn't have somebody, it made people, um, not waste as much time with new people. Yeah. Um, when they started dating again, they were like, no, I can't have the bullshit. I can't come out of this and then just be getting dick pics right away. <laughs> Cannot come out of two years alone and this is what I get. Yeah. Occasionally, Chris has sent me a dick pic, but it's usually a joke. Um, but <laughs> uh, Okay, but guys, uh, play, your, um, play your cards right and we'll get that on the Patreon. We'll Everybody the play yeah. it cool. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think I've only ever gotten a dick pic from him. Um, they look great. Um, but yeah, what was I I thinking? Um, yes, it was, you know, I really like we've, we've always really liked each other and, you know, obviously there's always that like beginning, um, honeymoon kind of time. And then Mm -hmm. you have a child, you know, and, and all that kind of stuff and that, plays havoc with the relationship for sure and uh, although I will say through the whole thing like never stop uh, even when we were like not happy with each other like never stop making me laugh I never stopped liking him all those things and that was even new that was a new thing that I felt like having a good therapist prepared me it was like I'm gonna actually be dating somebody who I enjoy instead of somebody I have like suspended hostility towards or you know or who I'm not treating well Um, and and then, and so I, w- I thought that we were pretty honest. I always thought that we were good. But then, like, it was cool to know that 13 years in, you can still level up to something new and awesome, you know? And there's going to be little gaming references in my conversation tonight all the time. I just think it's such a great <laughs> metaphor. But, like, I've already heard a few, and I assumed you were talking about Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, um, it, it's really cool to find that, that, I mean, I guess, you know, there's some things that it does take 13 years or whatever to get comfortable enough to talk about. And then, or, or even to realize that there's something that I do need to talk about. It's like, oh, wait, maybe this. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it was interesting. I was, um, you know, I'm a, let's see, how can I, how can I explain this without getting too, too raunchy? Um, I would say like, I'm a pretty... Um, I'm a pretty intellectual person. I'm definitely like mm-hmm. a thinky person. I like to like think and make lists and like, you know, think of the most efficient way to do things and have concepts and all that kind of stuff and think and try to, you know, make things better and how can I do this and take care of people and blah, blah, blah and be perfect so no one will hate me, all that kind of stuff. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, the, the <laughs> you know, being trapped inside yourself with your own brain kind of thing. And in, um, especially in the fall, I remember thinking, oh, like, maybe, maybe I need to listen to my body a little bit. I was, I was, um, you know, as the sun goes away, everybody has these times in the pandemic where you're just like, I'm in a rut, like a huge rut. I'm just sitting, I'm sitting in the same chair every day. I'm not even going out doing anything while my son is at school. I'm just... Um, watching the TV shows that I'm obsessing about and um, kind of watching the sun get further away on the horizon. And I tried to think about it and I thought, well, Roy, you know, like you've thought about things many times. You've tried words and that doesn't always work. 
and um, I thought I'm going to try like listening to my body um, or listening to my subconscious, you know, um, and I was, I was deep into this television show and really, really uh, identifying with one of the characters and thinking I'm really fucked up if I'm liking this character because like right and I was like am I shipping this character and then I'm like no I'm like I'm identifying as a character as a male character and so I was like what is it about this guy you know and um and then I started having uh or not started having I had a dream about this TV character and which is kind of unusual because I smoke so much weed now on purpose that I don't dream very much also as a side thing oh my god I also don't dream get rid of them I don't need it well I'm I miss them is the thing like I've always been a person who has tons of dreams I have flying dreams um you know drowning dreams like dreams I go back to the same locations people that kind of stuff um but uh, a few years ago, my mom got diagnosed with cancer, which eventually she died from. And once she got diagnosed, I was like, I'm going to let myself smoke all the weed I want. I'm just not going to stop myself because I yeah. need to have stuff. And so it did become, and then like, you know, things with my dad have progressed and all that kind of thing. So it's, it's still kind of there and I really should cut it back. But one of the things is it cuts down on my dreaming. So a dream actually fought its way through the fog of weed and like made it through and it had this character in it. And I was like, okay this is a sign that like my conscious brain isn't in charge of my subconscious. Something is trying to taking over, trying to trying to get my attention on something. I should follow this little thread. Um, and this, this character also, you know, like there's a sexual kind of element around this, you know, like a, a ship, you know, like a rest, uh, the, the relationship. And I just thought there's something about this. I've got to talk about it to Chris and I took a leap and just, and I did start talking to him about it. And it was like a weird thing to talk about. And I was like, oh my God, that, you know, like just kind of talking about it all. But it, and it like for the first day was like a little bit like strange. And then yeah. it just led to this like, you know, radically like, oh my God, honest kind of um, time. So we had like the best Christmas ever basically because of it, because it's just such a turn on to be honest, you know, like, and, and it was really cool. Like, it was like, Oh, there's been part of me that has been siphoned off or siloed off a little bit. The part of me that is, you know, a little that I think is fucked up or is like uh, lonely or, or low self-esteem or whatever. And she's kind of been siloed off in my mind. And also she'd like taken my vagina with her for like, for, a little while she was back oh, yeah. because I wasn't thinking of her as fucked up anymore I was like okay I need to talk and bring this to light she brought my vagina with her and it was just it was great, it was really great. and guess what guys that's how you enter a dinner party okay <laughs> come in hot never show up empty handed there you go uh you know what is really interesting I once read this book um this like sex book about unlocking your full potential or whatever mm -hmm. right and um, I saw, I don't know why, well, it's like, it's somewhere in my room here, but it was something about like, unplug your inner you or something like that. And I was like, ooh, look at this title. Like, did not know what the book was about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Picked it up and I was like, oh my God, yeah, why not get explosive? Let's see what this is saying. And so much of it, especially for a woman, um, is about, uh, the honesty and speaking your truth and what that does to your surroundings. Totally. Um, 
And it's, this is exactly what you're talking about where you're like, you know what? When I just like say something, a weight is so lifted, I can feel all the rest of me. Mm -hmm. Because when you're feeling that weight, all you can feel it on is your chest. Mm -hmm. So of course, how could you feel your vagina tingling when everything is weighted on your chest or on your back or, you know, wherever you carry that. So you can't feel anything. It's it's why when you're depressed, you don't want to work out. You can't feel your legs. You can't feel anything else. It's just heavy. All you feel is heavy. So... Of course, it's going to be the same things Mm -hmm. in terms of like um, unlocking sexual potential or even not even sexual potential intimacy. Like, uh, for example, you said you're like a hugger, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Some people are just like um, not huggers or into touching or anything like that. And then I'm like, yeah, but maybe you are. (laughs) It's just you haven't tapped in. Well, (laughs) maybe you are. I don't know. Well, this is the thing. Like since that time, I've also just become, I've been looking at like at culture and writing and all this kind of stuff through the lens of remember that you have a body because it's like, you know, as, as intellectuals we are like we're mammals there are, you know, there are things like we do, there are literal nerve endings uh, that are just kind of in a lower level of our skin that don't get activated unless you get touched and hugged. You know, like like social mammal, like we feel so fundamentally good when we have good touch, you know, obviously like the, you know, a kitten pile or a hug from your loved one or, you know, just like massaging each other's feet or whatever it is, right? Like, and um, I think that there's, you know, when people's bodies are, you know, too tired and deprived of sunlight and taught to fear because they're being, they've been hit too many times in their life and they're, you know, all that kind of stuff, like all that stuff just like freezes you up. And I find that the kind of art that I enjoy, like the kind of writing say I enjoy, like really remembers that. Like I, I, um, when I'm reading stuff, if they're talking about like the breath of the person or I'm watching a show and somebody's breathing really well, it's like, my body, you know, can see what they're thinking and feeling and you feel more connected because you can see what their body is doing. You know how that feels in your body. I'm kind of, you know, blathering on here, but I just think... Not at that- all. I'm thinking about the show True Blood. Go on. There you Lot go. A heavy breathing. Bridgerton as well. Bridgerton, Bridgerton as well. As well. Like, on. you know, when you can like just see it lifting heavy up and chest, down. chest. Exactly. <laughs> so it's, so it's, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, it, it, it's... When you feel, when you feel physically and emotionally taken care of, when I feel those ways, like my mind tends to calm down. And sometimes, you know, sometimes it's really, it's, it's because kind of it's... high and worried about stuff and, you know, good food, really nice things to look at, really nice things to feel, feeling loved, feeling heard, feeling respected, you know. It's. I think it's what we all want. Isn't, isn't it what we all want, Alana? It's what we all want, and you can get it from anyone in your life. Mm. Like, that's the thing, too, is that it's like, it's. I mean, listen, we're lucky it can come from a partner. Yeah. Obviously, that we have, and it's like, that's so important. But it's even just like in terms of like friendships, I'm finding the honesty that I've been expressing or asking of others in these last couple years has really um, freed me to enjoy my friends more because like you said, you are um, dating and now and married to someone you like. Mm-hmm. You just like him. Mm-hmm. Here's the self-esteem. You like him, yeah. right? Yes. <laughs> so it's like, but then, so it's like when you can be honest about all those other things, it clears it all up so you can just continue to like the person and 
almost get back to that honeymoon phase mm-hmm. with more groundedness and 100%, knowledge. 100% back you, you, to the honeymoon And, and I'm, yeah. I'm finding that in my friendships and in my relationship with Norm. With Norm, it's like definitely reaching new levels with the pandemic and the stress and he has a stressful job. Well, we're in a stressful industry altogether, yeah. like obviously. And then bad things happen in life and you can't control them. And then there's that stress and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, I feel like we've gotten onto a good track and I feel like it's bleeding into the rest of my Mm -hmm. friendships and family. Like my mom last week was being really controlling in a, like we were having a phone call and she's being really controlling about me, um, going on a trip. And I was like, this has nothing to do with you. <laughs> so I was like, I just had to say, I had to be like, I love you so much, but you're just being too much right now. And I'm sorry I have to say that to you, but you're just being too much right now. And of course it wasn't received well, but I did get off the phone. I was like, all right, I got to get out of here. Yeah. And it felt great because I just said it rather than being like, okay, okay. And then harboring this resentment, I was like, you're too much. Yeah. And I'm not dealing with it. I'm out of here. And it felt great. I have no harbored resentment towards her. Talked to her uh, the next day. Mother's Day was great. Great call. That We're laughing. Really We're back on track. It's true. Being feeling like you can say something that is enormous. I've uh, I've had a rapprochement with uh, one of my sisters, who um, I guess I would say, you know she was like the next older than me, and always okay. had. Uh, resentments to her like dating back like she's six years older than I am so like when I was six and she was 12 like she had like all the boss power in the you know in that dynamic for (laughs) sure and I have older sisters above that too and um so yeah I always felt like there was an inequity in how our parents treated her and what she felt very free to ask for which I was like, I can't believe you have the ba- the balls to ask for that kind of thing. This is ridiculous kind of thing. But I always felt that I could never say anything. And then about, I guess, a year and a bit ago, um, she was back uh, from where she'd been living overseas. And we were, like, helping with my dad. And I got really mad at her, kind of yelled at her for the first time in, I don't know how long, maybe ever. Oh, my maybe God. Years. And then I she asked, can you just write that down? And I wrote not an incredibly long, but a pretty honest email. I sent it to her. I don't even know if she read it, although I'm sure she probably did. We never spoke about it. And I actually didn't even need to me said it was crazy. Me sending it to her. Not, I wasn't holding. I think I said every, every little kind of point, you know, like not every, not a list of everything that had happened between us, but just like these but the, the main, major, the, the main players. Things. Yeah. And, I was, I felt it was crazy. Like how there was no discussion of it. Like all that therapy, like there was no like talk or heart to heart. I just said the things I'm assuming she heard them. I allowed myself to say them and it was like, whew, it, it, it was amazing how it lifted that right off. And then it allowed me to just enjoy the parts of her that are so enjoyable, you know? Yeah. Uh, it was it, nice. It's, it gets clouded up. It, I mean, you and Chris said what, 13 years, yeah. did you say? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then your sister, your whole life, because she's older than you, so your whole life you've known her. Yeah. It's hard. As the years go by, you get further and further away from having the guts to say something mm-hmm. because too much time has passed. Mm-hmm. It's like when you don't know someone's name, but you've been in and around <laughs> them for years. Too much yes. time has passed to go, hey, by the way, what's your name? Yes. Too much time has passed. So... You just have to make do, keep going, keep going. It's always uncomfortable. You always want to know their name mm-hmm. with your sister, harboring resentment, whatever the case may be, it building. And then finally, 
one of two things happen. You either hear somebody else say their name and you register it. So with your sister, either somebody else calls it out yeah. or you just come clean and go, you know what? I don't think I've been saying the right name. Can you just <laughs> clarify what your name is? And you know what, oh, Aurora? Okay. Yeah. I'm proud of you for asking your sister what her name was. I'm proud <laughs> I of you. Did ask. I was like, what's your name? <laughs> Call me. Say my, say my name. What's your name? What's my name? It was, yes, it was really good. It was kind of, it was a relief. It was nice. Um, it must have been. It, I'm getting more texts in the last few minutes than I, having the whole pandemic yeah it's it's everyone's like gal what are you doing let's catch up (laughs) hey i hear you're on i can intuit you're on the airwaves right now i can tell you're on a hip podcast what are you saying about me (laughs) (laughs) um you said something a few minutes ago what was it about it was something it was about work, but it also made me think about like skills that, uh, and I was mm-hmm. talking to a friend actually uh, a few weeks ago. Cause I was saying like, do you also like, I have n- I've been actually feeling like not very confident. Like I might like myself, but I have not been feeling confident. One would think it would be the complete opposite because I've had a pretty successful few years, but it's, it's actually yeah. like in some respects, my confidence is not great. Um, and I was like, is this just something that happens when you're about to turn 50? Which I am, you know, like that whole thing. And and he was talking about the times when he does have it. And he reminded me of like times when I feel really confident are times where I'm learning a skill or I've just mastered a skill or doing something. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean just like busy work, like I was saying before, like, oh, I have a list of stuff and I should get it done. But actual physical skills like I uh at one point when I lived in my old apartment had to replace the toilet and rather than call an expensive plumber I taught myself how to do it on by watching YouTube videos I bought the right tool that I needed I found the particular tank that I needed I did all the research I got the stuff it took me a while but I did do it in stages and I ended up replacing the toilet and you know cleaning it up and like replacing parts that needed and when I finally finished that it was better the feeling of it was better than an opening night like it was oh my god you must have had the poos of a lifetime <laughs> every day, be baby. honest about your every poos day. oh my poos are amazing um <laughs> most of the time um I will happily talk about those um but uh but yes it was like the poos were amazing but but it was like I did this thing and like when I have done a project around the house when I've done something with my you know cordless drill when I've planted something that usually Mm -hmm. is very high up which is you know probably an indication I should be you know going for walks gardening doing all the you know like doing stuff because when I do do it it's it's not guaranteed but it's pretty it's got a high batting average and physical stuff like that again back to the body back to the physical things but um when I'm when I've learned something and I've done something with my hands um knitting or crafting or painting which I which I'll go months or years without doing but when I do do it it's like oh yeah this and well it's proof yeah yeah it's proof and it's something tangible it's like there it is and my I did it and I was and you know my my mind gets engaged while I'm doing it too I'm not thinking of like you know what did I say at that get together that was so awkward I'm just like it's like it's like I, I don't know if I'm getting it right but like when you have an engine, you know, you're driving, you have to like shift gears, you have to unengage the gear shift, I think, or like it has to come out and it kind of spins, you know, until you put it back in gear. And I feel like I'm 
often just spinning until I can put myself in gear. So I'm actually way happier when I'm working. I, I do get a lot of self-esteem. Not through, Oh my God, me too. Not through necessarily like, uh, like praise or awards of work. That's for sure. But for doing work, like, um, the thing on Baroness that was the most self-esteem fulfilling was shepherding something that you had the idea of how it needed to be and going through every stage of the thing, all the very interesting stages, you know, like the talking about it, the writing about it, the, mm-hmm. the editing, the pre-production, and it does, I mean the writing, editing, the pre-production, um, the shooting, then the actual, you know, editing of the thing and all the way through and getting all the right sound stuff. And being engaged in that process was the most um, satisfying part of it. And, um, and you know, it, it, yeah, it's something that I think that was the, the biggest reward of the whole thing was yeah. being given like the, the creative control for sure. <laughs> you know what helps with self-esteem? <laughs> A shopping agreement with creative, final creative say in it. I yeah, would highly you know recommend what, that to everybody. You know what really helps? Yeah. Being the boss. Being the boss. <laughs> not even for the money, which is, you know, not even that great in Canada, but, um, but for that. It was, you know, and then having, and then having like a group of people saying, we're going to help you do this. You know, like it, it was, that was the most amazing thing. Or, you know, especially if there'd been like a scene that we had tried to get in in first year, in the first season and the network didn't go for it. But then they were like, we were like, we'd like to try this, you know, like pitch it to you again. And they're like, okay, go for it. And then it would happen and, you know, be great. Um, those kinds of things like affirming your vision is always really awesome and then and then the fact that people are like yes we enjoyed this and it was a yes. high quality um particularly i would say the people in the community because you know what it like great that's reviews who matters are great. That... that's who matters but you, like what you want really is for your friends to come up to you maybe grab your elbow and kind of drop their voice to that register that says like hey that was really great, man. You know, like not just great show or whatever, you know, like, but like that, that the way that a comedian, that comedians and sketch art, artists and improvisers look at each other and oh like God. really communicate. Like, cause who else do you I live do for it? that? Yeah. I live, I, I need to hear from my peers. It's like, uh, if I'm at a, with an accountant mm-hmm. and I say you're good accounting to them. Okay. It's not going to mean anything coming from me. I'm so dumb. <laughs> if their coworkers like, Hey, great job. You nailed this. Yeah. They're going to be like, okay, because you know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So it matters. And that's not to say, listen, guys, if I'm on TV or in a movie, go see me. Of course I appreciate it. Yes. Obviously that goes without saying, but it's like, it's when someone's commenting on the skill set, they need to possess it themselves yes. to truly be able to measure it in the same way I'm measuring it. That's for any job across the board. Yeah. Um, because they have the same knowledge that you do or close to it or maybe even more. Yeah. And then they're able to recognize that in you. That means something. And also think of all the years where like we were, we were each other's audiences. <laughs> yes oh my god what else do you who else do you want to make laugh the most besides the people who like have been around you and they are the whole time you you you, you (laughs) want to make them laugh it's um you know and of course of course you know the regular folks out there and stuff like that but there's a there's a special it's nice it's it's the best um so yeah i think like being i would say baroness was like a long involved version of that toilet and um, <laughs> and, 
and and it was pretty it was pretty great it was pretty great and it was really great too like i would say like also the times that i've been uh that i'm the least self-conscious and the least anxious are the moments where i'm focusing on other people right so yeah it's it's pretty great. Like, um, I, I can barely handle parties these days, even before the pandemic. Like I, I, even if it's a, if it's a, just a party filled with people who I know and love, I will get so anxious. So I've like started bailing on, on those quite a lot, Mm -hmm. unless it's the rap party to something I've been working on. And because a, I know that I have a place in it you know like I'm not just kind of people are wondering why well, you care. have it's a like, job you have, have a job to do had a job to do and so I have like I know that my I feel confident and firm in my place there but also like at the Baroness rap parties the four of us knew everybody there because we interacted with all the departments and not like there's some people who never met the key hair or key makeup person who were like central to the job but you know like we knew everybody at that party because we had worked so deeply with everybody the editing mm-hmm. team that nobody else ever saw but like it was like the most important part of it you know like I would say like it's such a close second to performing for me um editing something is is extremely satisfying um so that was it was really cool to know everybody's work to be talking to everybody to be engaged in that like a big group um endeavor that is going well, you know, it is. Yeah. I'll is, say. Yeah. Cause it, it, a, it takes you out of yourself, but then B also like, it's just, it's, it's just, it's really nice. Like it's, um, I would say at the, at the beginning of Baroness, I was kind of faking my way through being an executive producer and I'm making little quotes around here because I just felt like I'm, I'm cosplaying as a, as an executive producer right now. Yeah. You know, like I'm doing my best, but you know, to eventually get, to the point where it's like, no, 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 I know how to have a meeting. I know how to, uh, I know how to do this thing. I've mastered a skill again, you know, like it was mastering a skill and, and, um, and it did feel really good. It did feel it's really being good. of, it's being of use. Yeah. Norman, I just had this cover and we yeah. said it earlier, like Norman, I just had this conversation where it's like, you want to feel like you're providing a necessary mm-hmm. service in mm-hmm. whatever the category may be. Nobody wants to feel like the, a day can continue without them and no one would notice. That <laughs> yeah. fucking sucks. Yeah. And maybe that's what September was. A day continues without it. Does anybody notice? That sucks. Yeah. And even do you notice? It's It's you putting it out there and then you receiving. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you're just like, if you don't text anybody back you can't hear maybe a potentially wonderful thing they were about to say. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. I, stuff like that, right? Like little things. So, well, um, that that's another thing where I have to like, you know, I've like in the last couple of years I've been, you know, rejigging, you know, after, after my mom died, it was like, Oh, okay. So that was like the main relationship in my life and rejigging mm-hmm. things. And how do I, uh, express love how do I evaluate love how do I value how do I carry on during friendships you know and like do I text back enough you know like just things yeah. like that like uh, of course during the pandemic I'm assuming everybody also had the same pandemic brain where it's like you're hypnotized it's like I like for weeks thinking I've got to text that person and it's like I'm reaching out through a hypnotically induced sleep that won't let me quite think and then finally I'll be like I'm gonna do it and I do it you know kind of thing but it's but just those little things of like text that person back, you know, um, reach out that little bit more. It's very difficult. Sometimes it feels like trying to stretch out a cramped muscle. 
But um, very rarely does it blow up in your face. Usually when rarely. you stretch the muscle, it'll work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it might feel a little sticky, but it'll get there. <laughs> Guys, all this to say, please stretch. Aurora, you started this podcast <laughs> at a secret seven. Yeah. Secret. Yeah. Because that was your initial answer. You didn't reveal it. You dappled between the six and seven only after I suggested it. And then you admitted it was a seven. Mm -hmm. How are you feeling now? And as you know, we accept all numbers. I'm still the same, I would say. I'll take it. It's, I would say, still at a seven. Um, I'm enjoying... Well, it, it was a beautiful conversation. Aww. But it was very, like, reflective. I feel like I really... You're just, you are such a calming presence in my life of all the years oh. I've known you. Really, Aurora, you are, you are such a calming presence presence to me while still being silly and goofy and having energy. Like, um, you're just someone that it's like, talking. even just, I want to know your therapist. <laughs> just like, <laughs> talking to you, I'm like, she has so many wise things she's saying. Who the hell's this guy? I got to get in on him. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! I can get. I'll send you his number afterwards. He he does zoom in. It's pretty great. The weird thing is, he refuses to come see my shows. He always has because he's been really clear. He's like, I, you know, I know that you're on television, but I just, you know, and all these things that you're doing these plays, and some of them were about Quebec, but like, I just like this. He just wants to keep it just between, you know, in the the space of the thing, and then it turns out. The theater where I'm doing this show that I'm doing right now is 100 feet from his house. I don't know which house it is. I just know that he's somewhere within the radius of the theater. Are, you, a, are you GPS not, tracking him? Uh, I should, but I don't I don't <laughs> want to also. like Because I don't want to break his boundaries that he wants to keep, you know, kind of thing. And, yeah. and if I did and see him, you know, would he be okay with if I was like, Louis, and hugged him? I would think at this point, because I've been talking to him for a really long time, it would probably be okay. But I'm always like, there's always a chance that I will see Louis putting out his recycling. And so far it hasn't happened. So I don't know. But my Aurora, point is, he's great. You're going to have to come back on and let us know. I <laughs> if have, you see him. <laughs> I, will, I will I will. let you know and I will share that with you. And I want you to know that I'm really, um, I, I feel, God, like there's so many things now that I've gotten going that we could chat about. But maybe we'll have to do a part two. But you are pretty amazing. And I also want you to know, like, uh, I'm amazed that I gave you good advice. And I'm glad that you've taken it because you're quite a star as a human as a oh performer my God. <laughs> and I will even dare to say that I think you this is such an outside thing because of course I, you know like your journey is yours and you know you know yourself yeah. and that kind of thing but you should know from out here where I'm sitting I think that you started a particular I think that you started your own trend in comedy in Toronto because after I met you and started seeing you perform, I would see other women perform like, I think they're doing an Alana Johnson impression. <gasps> or oh. they, is this the first time anybody's ever said this to you? Because All I've ever wanted was people to impersonate me and a stalker. <laughs> so if I'm halfway there, that's good enough for me. And you know, it, I don't even know if I, I, maybe they weren't, you know, consciously trying to do an impression. But for the, for, I definitely, I, I felt as if in what I was seeing, I was like, Alana is so energetic. She's so present in her improv. She's so bold in her voice and her body and all these things that I've either they were doing an impression or you had opened the door to a certain degree. They were like, okay, this is what it means now to be an improviser with all this, you know, 
like vocal and physical and uh but just commitment i guess is is what it is essentially and so i think that you maybe without knowing it had a pretty amazing effect on the scene here and oh my god this is absolute news to me (laughs) i should have probably said it at the time see this is the thing i should have texted you even though i had i don't even know if i had your number at the time and said like yeah there's a bunch of people who are using you as a template and because you're so good and And now i'm upset so so i'm ending on a two You said something great. You said something great, which made me a 10. But then when I realized clearly you didn't like me enough as a friend to let me know this, I thought, oh, I guess I should hate myself too. (laughs) I was like, fuck her, man. (laughs) Fuck this bitch. I'm sick of this bitch. I'm not going to tell her something nice. Fuck that. No, man. I'm so sick of DMing this lady. To be honest, um, I probably was I like, oh, that. she would be, I would be like, I'm too shy to text her. I probably, is probably what I was thinking. But or, I would have loved it. Aurora, reach out anytime. Okay. Well, and next time I, I'll, next time I'm drunk or have one of those thoughts, I'll be like, boop, 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 boop. hey, you're pretty. Hey, you and look- if all goes well, I'll come out in those dreams, won't I? Yes. Yes. I'll be there. Yes. I hope so. Aurora, where, or is there anything coming up or coming or with the play? I don't know when the run goes till. Is there anything for us to check out? This will come out next week. Okay. Just then, to, then, yeah, I so will you know. promote. So the, the play that I'm doing is called The Cold War Part 1. And it's with a theater company called Video Cabaret. And it runs until June 5th. So if this comes out next week and people are listening, they can still go to see it. And like I said, it's it's um, it's about Canadian history. And it is like a wild, hallucinogenic kind of experience to see it. And my character goes through, um, like I said, medical experiments. And it's uh, and Russian spies. It's crazy how many things about the period from 1945 to 1959 are happening now. Um, so I encourage I everybody... Yeah. yeah, that's stressful to me. Very, I haven't even seen the play, and that uh, stresses me out. Oh God! Okay, well, then, okay. Don't want to stress people out, but yes, that's that's what's going on. So, um, uh, because here's right. the thing: there wasn't enough of me then, and there's not enough of me now. That's the stress. There's not enough for two cities, man. <laughs> there's just not enough. There's not enough, and that's stressing me out. And uh, I got to figure out how to get a wider reach. Uh, that's the bottom line. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, Aurora, this has been an absolute treat. I'm so glad we got to catch up. And I'll say it, this was way better than Chris's episode. Um, oh. I know that's not something I need to address, but let's be Just honest, dead weight. Just went up to a 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got him. <laughs> Aurora, you have my permission to stop recording. Okay, I will now <laughs> stop. Me re- too. Recording. All right, guys, this is one last reminder to check out our sale, buy one, get one, 40% off with Anna Louise Jewelry at shop.analuisa.com slash self-esteem. You won't regret it. Bye. Believe in yourself.